guys, welcome back to the Seven Figure Box Show. My name is Andrew Frezza, and I'm joined with Chris Thorndike today from Factory Forge and Live Athletic. And I just shot Chris a text this morning, saw the video that he had recorded yesterday, the day before, about the uh, new CrossFit CEO and some of his thoughts about um, where CrossFit's going. And I thought it was awesome. And uh, I had questions for him, and I figured I'd just do it as a live recording where we can uh send this over to you guys our audience so um chris give us some of the initial thoughts when you saw uh, a new ceo was being appointed and you saw who who it was going to be yeah um i'll and i've i've been outspoken about this i was the the guy off the fence um (laughs) you know uh as an affiliate for a long time uh and just, I think I lost inspiration in probably the, the better part of like three to five years of just kind of lost on where the affiliate program was going. Like, mm-hmm. where's my uh, contribution at the ground level to this bigger mission? And that's one thing that Greg at all, has always been amazing at, right? Is like giving that vision. And then over the years, less and less of that was clear. Um, and just the radical changes and the leadership uh, changes across the board, it, it just became murky, you could say. So I actually think if we take a step back in, in just recognizing that uh, I think a lot of the affiliates that left, that was not a direct correlation to uh, you know his inappropriate comments, all the videos, all that crap like that was out there. I think that was built up um, for a number of different years. And that was like the icing on the cake of, of like, man, our core values are way off. And also, by the way, I don't understand where this movement is going as far as the affiliate program. So I need to take this time to reflect and adjust. So a lot of people did that. And it's important to recognize that a lot of affiliates publicly voiced, it's almost like an online protest, right? Of, of saying, I don't agree with him his opinion right now. And uh, by the way, all these other things as, as an affiliate, I'm also not happy with. So I think it was that big ball of just chain reactions that ultimately led for that protest. And I'm proud of the gyms that did it. Uh, I think it in many cases was a part of the decision-making and the change of leadership and, you know, possibly even the sale. Um, so it took that movement of loyal followers and many of them were 10 plus years and saying, all right, I got to make a decision here because where's my money going and do I want to be a part of this? So that's kind of how it arrived there. So being off the fence and also recognizing that, okay, my affiliate dues are up in, I think it's like September. So for the time being, I'm out and I will listen I will uh, learn about what's happening. So the first news of, you know, going back to Dave sliding in, I was like, okay, uh, number two man, uh, primarily known for the games, uh, you know, publicly. And then uh, it just seemed like it was a change, but it wasn't like clarity in terms of the, the underlying issues that I were, you know, recognizing and wanting you know, clarity on as an affiliate owner. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dave's very much like just a second coming of Greg. I mean, I would say even Dave's 
probably seen in the community as even more closed-minded or hard-headed in that sense than even Greg is. Yeah, and I don't know him well, and really the only interactions is I've seen from the game side, and it's like we have to recognize that CrossFit has three tiers to it, right? So you've got the credentialing, uh, you've got the affiliate program, uh, and then you've got the games. And uh, for a long time, the shadow is over the credentialing system uh, or, or, you know, all the level one, two, three, four. And then mm -hmm. the affiliate program was largely led by Greg. And, you know, when I went to the affiliate gathering in Whistler and we had a chance to, you know, hang out with HQ and all, you know, the affiliates uh, 10 plus years, one of the things that someone close to him said to me was like his biggest struggle is actually to communicate. Um, and you would think, you know, being such a great speaker and captivator, you're like, what are you talking about? He's, you know, amazing at that. But from an interpersonal level and from like, I think I interpret that as like turning the vision into a strategy and that strategy having steps, it's very difficult for him to like bring everybody with him. So that made sense uh, to me in understanding a little bit of a glimpse in, into his head uh, leading the affiliate program. And then, so seeing this new, uh, the purchase with the new CEO, um, did you feel like this was change? Yeah, I mean, they, bringing new leadership in, and clearly there was a whole bunch of stuff at the top of, um, you know, CrossFit HQ that was uh, leadership issues. That's all come out. So, uh, bringing someone new in, like Eric, and just you know, this is new for me. I don't, I haven't known Eric um, as long as he's been an affiliate. So. Uh, this is a new relationship for me. So one of the first things I do is, you know, watch, you know, watch videos. I read his background. I want to understand, you know, who he is because uh, I want to get re-inspired. I really love CrossFit. I love why we started. We were, you know, somewhere around the 500th affiliate and we've been doing this a long time. And first it was Greg to inspire us and, and no one knew what CrossFit was and we were the crazy people. And then it became a movement and, and I lost that um, understanding and that vision. And, you know, what people call a community and uh, wanted that back. So Eric being a long-term, you know, affiliate owner, I think he, he gets it from uh, this is our community. This is our uh, opportunity to, to let's, let's look at it this way. Greg, it took someone like Greg, and I was talking to one of my friends about this. It took someone like Greg to, to launch CrossFit. It took someone of that personality of that mindset, that hard headedness, if you would, uh, to really launch into the program, uh, launched this program into a market that in many ways had already major players in it. So it took that. And then it's going to take a new person to take it to the next level. So it's very common that, you know, founders of companies are replaced by CEOs. So this is not uncommon in the business world at all. It's just, he was beloved and, you know, he had a certain way with the community build. So when Eric steps in, and we start learning about him and I, I, yeah, I got excited because you see someone who understands how to build a large company, understands how to bring people together, communicate. Um, and you start looking at it from a business standpoint and saying, Hey, there's a lot of strategy here. There's a lot of teamwork. There's a lot of uh, vision that has to go into making this thing uh, what it could be and what it maybe everyone always hoped it would be, but it's going to take a lot more organization to get it there. So I think after learning who he was and 
uh, or in his past. And then even what he said the other day, I largely felt like he was talking to affiliates. And one of the things that I really appreciated was he, he talked about our purpose, you know, is to build healthy communities. And you can take that on a, a couple different levels. Like we are the community building, you know, uh, communities all over the world or in your local market where we literally go into markets, open up our boxes. And then, you know, that's what we're doing is making our individual unique community healthy. And uh, that gets me excited because that's where it all started. Right. And yeah. we're like the boots on the ground. So that piece of it, yeah, was exciting uh, to know that he gets it, you know, and, and that's an important part of a new CEO coming in is he understands the culture, at least in the community sense and what the affiliates stand for. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I, I see him as like a perfect fit. Like you have someone who's built a successful business. And then I also, through my research, found out that he's like, um, been awarded for like having the best place to work. Right. So he cares about his employees. He cares about culture. He's an affiliate owner. He's also a CrossFit athlete himself who's using this program for his own well-being and fitness. And he's, you know, 50 years old. So he's been, he's been around some things and experienced some things. So I can't think of a more perfect fit for this. And, and I agree with you that it's got me excited and inspired again. And I wonder how much of that is just sort of that, you know, emotional love that I have from eight, nine, 10 years ago with this thing versus like what is really practical and tangible for our business today and moving forward. And I, I'm trying to answer the question of like, what would I even like to see from CrossFit as it relates to me as an affiliate and as an affiliate as a whole. And, you know, you talked about like regulation. I think Castro actually asked that, like, are you going to require more stuff of the affiliates? And he said, no, I think what's great about it is that affiliates are sort of left to do to, create their own business and we don't regulate them. So then I wonder from my standpoint of like, okay, what do we even really want as an affiliate and what would you even see as progress as an affiliate? Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's where my head jumps to as well. And when you think about an affiliation, it's kind of like an organization that you join uh, to gather resources. Maybe it's a networking a component of it and we're paying for access to that. And it's very different from, say, like a franchise who there would be, say, a business model, a proven process of, of some sort that you're buying. And, and, you know, you guys know this, you know, to get into an orange theory, it's like 40 to 80 grand plus a percentage of revenue. Uh, so it's a largely different model um, when it comes to that. So if there is more services being provided, that needs to be looked at in terms of is it open source you know like uh third party like me from forge is it more uh no they're taking the revenue that affiliates are paying for and literally you know bringing on staff uh resources so i think the association or the affiliation piece is we're buying into that network and i think what's missing for me and it, you know i went through this same thing like what's what needs to be clarified I want leadership inside the affiliate program. So what is our goal as affiliates? You know, we are a combination of coaches. We're a combination of professionals that made this a career. 
what are we actually trying to do? So I think he carved that out along with uh, Glassman years ago, where, you know, if we're trying to build, uh, you know, healthy communities and fight obesity and bring long-term health and wellness to people, that becomes, yeah, the staple, but we need a strategy and we need steps. And as an organization, there's certain amount of leadership they need to provide by us providing financial resources. So that'd be like, kicking down doors lobbying like you know this in florida yeah if you talk a lot about nutrition and you cross a line you can get fined um and in other states not so much and that was on the the radar for you know crossfit and what also i felt like my money was going towards is he can get indoors that we can't because we're in our local communities you know boots on the ground and then the other side of that um you know outside of you know, lobbying and, you know, getting rules and regulations fair for uh, this. And, you know, we talked about this briefly offline, but think of it in terms of the coronavirus. Everyone pissed off that we got lumped into gyms and where we act in, in our individual uh, in our own kind of category or class, right? It's like to think that we're similar to a gym in a traditional sense is nuts. Like we can work with one person at a time. We can work with small group. Um, why do we have to close our doors? So there's a, even that regulation itself, they could have spearheaded and been a part of that through the resources as an affiliate and uh, why we're a part of that organization. So I look at it at that level is like that money can be sent towards there. Then there's a whole nother level of the strategy of saying, hey, the game's got a lot of promotion. Uh, it was able to be marketed in a way that in most cases, a lot of affiliates felt like it was a negative uh, in the market or, you know, the things that got highlighted are not things happening or relevant to them. So with that on the rise of, you know, promotion and marketing dollars heading in that direction, many people felt unfulfilled in the long-term, uh, you know, health category. And maybe it's not as sexy, I get it, but it, it deserves some kind of attention, promotion, long-term uh, investment of that money, especially if that's what's pulling people off the couch and into a local box. And I'm looking at it more as a brand to have a presence. Um, I'm not looking at it in some light where some people are like, you gotta dedicate ad dollars to my local community or something like that. I think that's a whole nother level of like responsibility of a local business owner, but there needs to be a representation of the brand in certain categories of advertising that CrossFit is um, a health program or an alternative to all the stuff that you've tried and didn't work. So you need to come yeah. try this. Yeah. I mean, social media is a big one. Like they had, they, I mean, they grew in their social media presence, built it back up to ruin other things. Um, but that was a good place where I think, we've seen both ends of the spectrum where we've seen a heavy promotion on the games. We've seen a heavy promotion on older population using blue jugs of water and working yeah. on their couch. And the thing that's missing for me is like, let's tell the affiliate stories. They had some, some great commercials yeah. throughout the years during the games. And I think that that could just be said and restated over and over again. And I think that would be something that the affiliates would like to see. Um, I think, you know, that was, you kind of answered my next question was like, you know, as someone who's, who's been paying it, paying for the affiliate, but doesn't really have it anywhere. Like your classes are not named CrossFit, right? You're, since you rebranded to live athletic, you don't, you don't really have anything that says CrossFit 
So um, you sort of answered it with the network and these, these dollars going towards these bigger causes like fighting you know, regulations and, and lobbying. Um, so I, I think that's really, really interesting. So if you were to buy back in, is it, is it if you see that bigger mission in place or you see um, the network that you wanna be a part of, like what, what would get you to buy back in? Is it the same stuff? Well, in many ways I'm already bought in and I think a lot of people that are unaffiliated are also bought in. So look at the three tiers. So you've got the credentialing and the coaching side of, if you want to be a coach, come take our levels. That's one form of buying into the brand because that revenue fuels, you know, the, the CrossFit movement. So even if you're not affiliated, but you believe in that practical training, um, you're putting your dollars there. You might send your coaches there. I'll continue to do that. You know, I fell in love with the methodology way before it was a brand that anyone recognized throughout the globe. So that's what I got hooked on. And then as the movement grew and, you know, things started to change, uh, then the affiliate program became really solidified. You know, early on, there wasn't, you know, uh, a lot of direction at all. It was just an underground movement. So then the affiliate program is for professionals, coaches that want to make this a career and, you know, make income that supports their family. And that's one of the things with Forge. It's like, we're trying to elevate that and give the resources and the, the things that we've learned over the last, you know, decade plus and cut those corners for those guys. Cause it's hard and you know it, you've been doing this a long time and uh, it takes a lot of grit and it takes a lot of willpower to keep going. And the participation in the affiliate program is one more way you can get involved. If you say, I want to make this a career, uh, I want to have real impact in my local community and be a staple in there. So, the third one is the fan. You can purchase tickets to go to the games. You can support the brand being a fan. So those are the three ways that I see those revenue streams coming together that all incorporate it. But what we're talking about is like, as an affiliate, that is the most unclear thing right now. Because if, if that is our vision, Greg had the vision, you know, Eric reinforced it, you know, just recently. But then the thing that he mentioned was, I'm listening, I'm learning, and he's trying to put together a strategy of what's going to help us get on track if we're trying to understand what on track means. Yeah. Right. And cause otherwise, yeah, there's, and I hate that this is happening, you know, inside the affiliate world and the forums of like, you know, you hopped off the bandwagon. Now you're on, it's like, it's not about that. It's about what's the ROI for my time and energy and effort, because the more we dive into being, a part of this, I want to be a part of a unified professional circle, like people that are really truly passionate about growing their business, about helping people by leveling up every single year. Like I don't want the hobbyist. Yeah. I, I want to professionalize our industry and what we do. And it takes a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of thought. Uh, to do that because it's a career. It's right up there with physical therapy and physicians and all these professional trades that people respect. And I want that same for our industry. So it will take leadership. I think Eric, you know, it's off to a great start. And the underlying question, this is, I don't want anybody to run my business, but me. Uh, do I want resources available if we're buying into this network? Yeah. Um, the piece is like, how can we help on the ground level as an affiliate to push the brand 
into more homes, into more eyes, into more people's ears that are stuck or have tried a bunch of stuff that didn't work for them and they feel helpless or hopeless and we become that next option. And everything that they, you know, tried before, it didn't have coaching. It didn't have accountability. It didn't have the things that we provide really well and that we know work because they've been tested because we've got now a science driven, you know, uh, element to this. And that's what it's going to take. I, I think that the vision is there. The strategy is murky. And then the boots on the ground piece is every, everyone's like, I'm a part of this, but no one actually knows how to participate. Um, so how do you participate? You just see what's happening on the forums online. It's like, yeah. I do things this way and that way and that way. Um, but we're not actually moving that vision forward with like this uniform approach. And that's what I hope Eric will bring to the affiliate program. So you mentioned the term hobbyist, which is, is probably the biggest thing that's keeping us from wanting to be an affiliate again. And, and technically we're still live because we're in a similar situation to you that we renew in the fall. But the biggest thing is that we've evolved our gym so much. I mean, we show up every day trying to make this place better. And then we see so many places, both locally and nationally and across the world that do treat their CrossFit gyms like hobbies. And to, we love the network we've created through CrossFit, but we also feel like um, we, we're treating it way differently. We're, we're trying to make it so much better than the person who's just slapping CrossFit on the wall and, and trying to do exercise well, but not trying to create a great, well-rounded experience from start to finish. So what are your thoughts on that and not becoming a CrossFit affiliate for those reasons? Yeah, uh, I think that would be a real reason that would hold someone back from coming back or even joining. Um, but the piece that's missing that I think would drown that out is actually what's the message that we want to say to people um, who are stuck and uh, we want to find CrossFit. I think the overreaching brand of CrossFit could do a better job of recognizing even as an athlete or a member, what are we aspiring to? And Eric mentioned this, this is really important piece of, you know, when he was talking about aspirations of going to the games or, or being that athlete, a lot of people walk into our facilities, they don't even identify as an athlete. Um, we have to teach them what that means and prove to them that showing up, working hard, you know, investing in yourself, uh, having discipline is the same core values of those professional athletes that you see on TV. And if we could paint a picture of that and put it in people's homes and recognize that it's part of the process is to come in and work hard, I think that is a bigger overreaching goal that I would want to see in front of everybody. And then what you're talking about is, is more or less a symptom of like time or bandwidth. Meaning if you have more time to invest in more bandwidth into building systems and process and quality control, then most gym owners who do have that, I, th I find want to improve. But the hobbyist side is they just run out of time. And you can only do so much when you don't have the time to lead a team. You don't have the time to... Uh, meet with them and, you know, share coaching ideas, ways to improve your coaching, ways to improve your member service. They just run out of time. 
and it's almost like they're doing the best they can, but their, their best is going to never compete with someone like yourself who, like you said, show up every single day, full time, 100% invested. And then what you have done through that growth is you've invested in full time people. So you've literally, you know, secured that time to train them. So I think it's actually a symptom, but uh, it would drive a lot more people into the doors. But think about that, where would that hobbyist go full time if uh, the brand inspired them more? Or would they cut that full time job out and say, you know what, I'm I'm 100% in, you know, uh, this belief system that this is how I want to lead my life This is how I want to do, you know, my career. And I have a lot of, you know, clients like that, you know, engineers and professional careers that they left behind because of that. And Greg helped pull them out of that seat, myself included. You know, I was making six figures when I got out of college and I traded that in for a measly salary and a warehouse job. But it was like, this is what inspired me. And I'm so glad I left that behind. Um, and I, ha- I was good at what I did, but at the same time, like this was my purpose. Like I, for since 12 years old, I wanted to run gyms and it was just like, that was a means to an end. This was something I could do lifelong. And yeah. that's why I started the gym. That's why I wanted to coach affiliate owners and gym owners around the world. Like I want that, but it took someone inspiring me enough to say, if you just did this with your business and structured it this way, I could help you build a bridge to a full-time career. I think a lot of that is missing too. So do you ever foresee CrossFit putting out like more knowledge from someone like you or Chris Cooper and, and really getting that out there to say like the same way there's a training methodology, but they don't necessarily tell us how to program in our gyms like having a really defined methodology about here's how you run a successful box. We're not going to come and oversee it necessarily, but this is what it looks like. I hope so. I mean, I want to be a part of that movement and you know, I don't know what happens with these affiliate representatives. You know, I don't know if that was just like a one-off when Dave entered and then where that, but I leaped at that. I was like, man, I want to be a part of that change. And that's what gets me excited because we have, you know, uh, 13 years plus all my business background, uh, you know, studying at University of Florida, working with gyms, working with small business around different industries. Like I, I, that's part of my legacy. I want, if I don't share that, I'm going to die with that information. And it's like, it's a bridge, right? It's so if I don't lay that out, that could very well prevent someone from not being an affiliate owner or not doing what they need to do because we don't have enough gyms. Like you walk around the whole like obesity part and unhealthiness, like look at the time we're living in, right? Like if this isn't a sign to invest in health, I don't know what is. And it's just sad that we're so off track right now, um, you know, with the affiliate program. And this is like that light at the other tunnel for me and probably why it inspired you too. So regardless of how you fly the flag, whether it's, on your sign out front, it's, you know, your main brand and maybe the CrossFit brand as subtext, or it's nowhere to be seen on, you know, the branding. And when you walk in the doors, it's a sign on the wall. Like you're going to be able to participate in this, whether it, like I said, it's in through the credentialing, you send all your coaches, that's what you love to do, or it's becoming a professional, being a part of the network, or you're just a fan. 
but you can participate in those ways. And then how you want to fly the flag will completely depend, I think, on your confidence that you align with the values of CrossFit right now. That's being questioned. Yeah, I love that you brought that up because I, I want gym owners to see other brands that they have alignment with that they don't necessarily put as their main name brand or they don't name a class after. Like for us, we have a good relationship with Active Life and we have programs that share names as Active Life. We have bulletproof programs that is what they call their, you know, injury rehab prevention programs. Mm-hmm. But we, we aren't an Active Life affiliate. We aren't an Active Life gym, right? We use Healthy Steps Nutrition at our gym. And we, we mentioned them when we talk about, you know, the fact that we have registered dietitians overseeing our programs, but we're not a healthy steps nutrition. That's not the name brand on our gym. And like a lot of people are OPEX coaches, but not all of them own OPEX gyms. And I think it's really important for people to understand that it's not turning your back on the brand to, to de-affiliate or not have that brand as to be an affiliate like you and not have it as your main posted brand because you can support it through going to level ones and level twos. You can support it through buying tickets to the CrossFit games or buying apparel. Like there's ways to support these different avenues that are going to help the mission without having to tie your business to it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And and I don't know if people know my story on why I rebranded too. At the time, my buddy, John Swanson, uh, we were talking about five, six years ago when the um, potential acquisition of, you know, an equity partner when the Glassman's got divorced, like that freaked me out. Like I had already been in it. Um, I don't know, five, seven years. And I'm like, in my local community, this is all they know me by. And if this is going to threaten and how I put food on my plate and how I, you know, potentially have to do things, then I can't be so risk, uh, in this one brand. So that actually started this process for me was out of fear of like, if someone changes the direction or if this vision is no longer a part of, you know, what I want, I'm pretty boxed in. I'm, I'm cornered in a place where uh, I've just spent countless years advertising dollars, promoting someone else's brand along with, you know, you guys got to think, you know, I work with a lot of gyms that eventually turn over into new owners or sales. So, that whole process is a part of that too, is building something that you can pass on or even sell. So yeah, there's a lot more strategy. I'm hearing from a lot of affiliate owners. We're having this discussion in our profile gym is like, how do I update my brand? I now do personal training. I now do kids. You know, I, I do active life. Like I'm much more than CrossFit. Right. And that's also happening as we're evolving and starting to, maybe bring more interest and passion around the health side. And what does that brand mean? And that brand has been portrayed to a lot of people. If they Google it or YouTube it, it represents something that's not tied to what they're going to walk into. And I think that's the piece that needs to change. Yeah. The other thing I want to touch on before we let you go here is um, in your video, you talked about this idea of, any relationship, business, personal is always a choice. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a choice every day, right? We might be married to a partner, but we're still choosing to be with them every single day and choosing to bring our best self to that relationship every day and, and giving people sort of that liberty to understand that this is a choice to continue this as you move forward. And you want to be bought in if you're going to make that choice. 
Yeah, and in, in, in many ways, it's like an analogy for uh, have core values, have a belief system that's important to you, and think for yourself. And is it relevant, you know, based on the information you know, based on the direction you want to go, to align with that person, to align with that company, to buy into, you know, whatever investment, you know, that you hope is going to pay off. And that's my fear is like, if you just start in it, just because it's comfortable, or just because you've always been in it, I'm afraid of that because otherwise, what do you stand for? Otherwise, what are you actually buying into? And the question I have too is like, you know, for all the affiliates out there, what are you paying for? I want that answer. I want clarity on it and not because I want to bail or, or I want to strengthen my position. I want to strengthen my input or feedback or be a part of the cause more. And with, with it murky for me, I can't like get excited, right? Like, and that's probably your piece too, is like, you want to get excited again because there are 15,000 affiliates and those are, those numbers are massive, but we're all kind of just what feels like sitting on the sidelines. And if we're going to get off the sidelines and get in the game together, we could do a lot more work to spread the brand and spread it correctly in a way that we want to paint a picture of long-term health. Um, but that requires leadership that requires, you know, uh, more clarity on what we can do so that it, it gets us all heading in the same direction. And right now I don't get that sense of feeling. And, um, that's why I took the position I did of saying I'm off the fence. I'll sit and I'll wait and I'll listen, but yeah, I don't have to do this just cause I, I've been an affiliate for so long and I've been sending my money. It actually is a time, when most affiliates are like, man, I really need that money or, you know, uh, what is the ROI? So it's actually a healthy part of an organization getting ready to take it to the next level. In my opinion, this is where you kind of flush out, um, people that are burned out, tired on it, but also to the leadership to say, you better clarify the vision. You better clarify the strategy and what you want from the followers so that they know, how their actions impact the greater good because otherwise again what the heck are we doing i can't figure it out so once i can i can lean into it i can put you know energy into it people into it money into it but i'm not going to do it with just feeling you know in that unknown or that gray awesome well that's all i had for you chris did you have anything else that you want to share on the topic um I would say that for those of you guys out there, I'll, I'll kind of echo Eric. Like if you were like me and you're off the fence, um, listen, learn, there's a lot to be, you know, uh, uh, told still in terms of the strategy and the steps. And if you've already de-affiliated, email them back. And, and I had a conversation the other day with a friend of saying, if you're re-inspired and you've already lapsed, say, you know, with recent changes, I'm interested, I'm fired up again. And I, I'd like to have, you know, a uh, affiliation and whether it's month to month, you can pay, whether it's, you know, annual, whatever, like don't think because you're out or don't let people in even our affiliation change your position or mind because what happened was not by chance. And it was not a mistake that so many people walked out out of unhappiness, but it's how we come together right now under Eric's leadership it is going to determine the next 10 years, you know, because no one gets into the seat and spends, you know, this amount of money, which 
I'd be curious to know what that is, but uh, I'm, I'm sure it was a lot of money to take over this brand. So he's in it for the long haul. I don't look at it as, all right, he's going to flip it. Um, so I'm ready to hunker down and, and say, can I go another decade? And I hope that there's a lot of affiliates out there that maybe are on the fence um, and looking for that reassurance um, or even like the hobbyists that say, if this thing turns around, maybe this could be my full-time career. Maybe this could be what I needed to get excited and not just say, I need to hedge my bets by working at some job I don't even love. Nice. So that, that brought up my last question, which is, are there any gyms that you think should move on? And like, I jumped to immediately someone like an NC fit, who's really just established this brand, but maybe you'll argue that even them should continue to be an affiliate. Are there any situations where you think that gym should 100% move on? They've made the decision and it's just time for them to, to move forward. Um, I think in that case too, it's like, when you create a following and you feel like you, you have your own vision, your own strategy, and it's bigger than the one you're buying into, um, or you feel like you can do more, you know, for Jason, maybe that was the, the final break of, you know, I don't understand where they're going, but I have too much going on or I'm heading in a different direction and I'm not going to wait. Um, and it, you might see him come back too. He's a great leader for, you know, everything that CrossFit stands for. Uh, you know, the core values that we held tightly as like, you know, the AMRAP uh, mentality. I've spoken with just, uh, Jason at, you know, a, a business conference at the Granite Games. So uh, we've, we've interacted in an, enough sense of saying like, we have an obligation to lead people as well. And I think that's what he's doing and just the timing maybe for him. So for, the, for other people out there, I think the piece to pull out is like, if you completely are just exhausted don't want to stick around for the mindset uh, of, uh, you know, you're burned out. Maybe you come back in a year. Maybe you relook at this in two years, but um, that's my hope is this is not a, a means to an end where like, once you're out, you're forever out. It's about proving ROI. And I think this is Eric's job is to make sure that the affiliation becomes so valuable and so crystal clear of why you want to be a part of it, that that's more valuable than not being a part of it. Cool. Well, thanks, Chris. Appreciate the time coming on yeah. here on the spur of the moment and uh, always enjoy talking.